Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined, of course, by my co-host, Michael Cohen. Cohen, we've got a lot to discuss. <laughs> oh, do we right ever, now, While we are live, there are the opening statements taking place in the E. Jean Carroll uh, defamation trial. This is the defamation trial based on statements Donald Trump made while he was disgracing the office in 2019. Earlier in the morning, there was jury selection. While Donald Trump was in the courtroom, while the jury was being selected, Donald Trump was posting about 22 times in a row all of these posts defaming E. Jean Carroll, tormenting E. Jean Carroll, mocking E. Jean Carroll. As we've said before on the Midas Touch Network, that was going to be used against him, and rightfully so, at the trial. And right away during opening statements, Sean Crowley, the lawyer for E. Jean Carroll, in the opening statement remarked right away in the opening remarks, Donald Trump sat in this courthouse. You saw him this morning. And while he was sitting here, he posted more defamatory statements, more lies about Ms. Carroll and this case. By our last count, 22 posts just today alone. Think about that when you consider how much money it is going to take to stop him. And then also E. Jean Carroll's lawyers talked about Donald Trump's other statements since the other verdict was issued in E. Jean Carroll's uh, favor, finding that Donald Trump committed uh, sexual assault, which is the equivalent yeah. of rape in New York, as well as defamation, that so-called CNN town hall, where he attacked E. Jean Carroll. And then Alina Haba, as we are live right now, is delivering her opening statement. And Alina Haba basically says that uh, Donald Trump should be thanked for what he did because E. Jean Carroll wanted to be famous and she has gained more fame now, more notoriety than she could ever have dreamed of. She wanted status, Alina Habba is telling the jury, and we will show you that she wanted this. She wanted this attention. This was planned by her. That is Alina Habba's defense. She wanted it, and she should be thankful that Donald Trump made her famous by sexually abusing wow. her, by raping her, and then defaming her you while in office. You can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this stuff up. Shame on Alina Habba for making a statement that she did. Let me be very clear. Few people know just how crazy your life becomes when Donald Trump attacks you. It's why I am so furious right now with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office because all they do is want, want, want. The same thing even with the New York Attorney General's Office. They don't protect the witnesses. And when you have someone like Donald Trump who's coming after you and then these MAGA supporters, and we know that there are quite a few of them, these MAGA supporters start attacking you, whether it's social media, through your cell phone, through your email, whatever the platform may be. I understand exactly what um, E. Jean Carroll's counsel is saying. How much money is it going to take to get this maniac to stop? And that's what they're saying. Get this maniac to stop. There was a first trial that was held back in May. He was found liable for rape. He was found liable for defamation. Then the next day, what does Donald Trump do? He holds a town hall platformed by CNN, 
mocks and torments his victim. And he's been doing that over and over again. And this is what Alina Habas also said during her opening. And this is just coming in. This is from the inner city press doing a great job live posting what's going on. They explained that Alina Habas said, it is no secret that if you speak about Donald Trump, you will elicit reactions, positive and negative. Should he foot the bill? The evidence I will show you will show you that Miss Carroll's conduct has caused this media frenzy. She was the one who chose New York Magazine. And Alina Habba went on to say, if you make explosive allegations against a sitting president, any sitting president, you will spark a reaction. There were scores of tweets directed at her in the five hours after she posted her story in the cut, which paid her before any Trump statement. Again, she deserves this. And Cohen, that's just simply not true. Perhaps in this MAGA dystopian world, people who hold that distinguished office that Donald Trump so disgraced act like maniacs. That's not how President Biden conducts himself. That's not how President Obama conducted himself. Wait, 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 wait. When this situation took place with E. Jean Carroll, it took place 20 years before he was president. The fact that he's being held accountable should never, under any circumstance, give someone like an attorney, like Alina Haba, like Donald Trump, like anyone, the right to go after the victim and to do it again and to disparage and to denigrate and to defame them. And that's why, uh, you know, I'm going to repeat this probably a half a dozen times today. That's why the only way to get him to stop doing what he's doing, the defamation, the denigration, the attacks, the use of his MAGA warriors in order to go after a victim to go after a witness to go after a judge or a judge's law clerk or anybody it's why it is so important that they issue a number that the verdict is a number that is significant enough to get him to shut his mouth plain and simple this is absolutely disgusting there i i can't imagine that there's anyone even if you are maga to the extreme how could you possibly turn around and say, okay, I'm going to close my eyes to what a jury of his peers found to be true, that he sexually assaulted to the point of, I think they termed it rape, that he sexually assaulted E. Jean Carroll. And then they go ahead and then not even 24 hours thereafter. It was that night on CNN with Caitlin Collins. He did it again. And he's doing it again today, the day that he flew his ass right to the courthouse, once again, rolling up like a rock star, despite the fact he's a defendant in a rape case. He rolls up like a rock star. And what do they do all morning long? Well, those little chubby fat fingers of his, they're right at it, turning around, denigrating and defaming the plaintiff again. I mean, this has to be the stupidest strategy I have ever heard of. And Cohen, this though is what MAGA likes. This actually is what MAGA is. I mean, you asked the question, does anybody in MAGA, can they even look at this and be okay with it? Cohen, they love it. All of the things that we think are abhorrent and disgusting, that's what attracts the MAGA base to Donald Trump. He plays to this base in the United States of America 
that is both self-loathing, that hates the United States of America, that loves seeing people hurt and harmed because that makes them feel good. So when Donald Trump acts like this, when he brags about uh, how he raped somebody, how when he brags about what went down, how he was found or liable. Or he could and grab it, him by the pussy. When he I mean, brags about those things, they like that. You know, the, the, they who identify as, oh, we're evangelicals or we're, we're this, who try to hold the Bible up, but at the same time engage in these heinous acts. This is what they love. This isn't a bug. This is I, who they are. Can I push back on something there for a quick sec? I can assure you, because don't forget, I knew the bulk of the evangelicals that came out and still continue to support this maniac in this former maniac in chief. And they don't agree with the with raping of women. I can assure you that they do not. The fact, though, is that they they're more concerned about Roe versus Wade. They're more concerned with involving themselves in what goes on in your bedroom and the decision that a woman wants to make regarding her reproduction than they are about Donald Trump's disgraceful behavior and his actions, if that makes any sense to you, Ben. It doesn't, but I understand the words that you're saying. I mean, you had Ben Carson basically compare Donald Trump to King David, and even Neil Cavuto had to be like, so are you saying that Trump is your King David? And saying, yes, Donald Trump may do all of these things that are horrible, but Donald Trump is destroying the Democrats and doing all of the things we want, so therefore he's our messenger. That's one of the things that they message. But to me, I draw no distinction because if you aid and abet somebody who engages in the conduct that Donald Trump does, to me, that makes you a supporter of that conduct. And you can't really draw a distinction between the two. Also, Alina Haber right away, my bet was that it was going to take her about 20 seconds to violate the uh, motion and limines and the court order against her. I think it probably took her more like eight seconds where she tried to act like Donald Trump was being falsely accused of rape, despite the fact that a jury had previously found him liable. And right away, E. Jean Carroll's lawyers stood up, objected, and the judge said, basically, that's not happening in my courtroom. Stop right now. And then also Judge Kaplan, the federal judge presiding over this case, very early on when Alina Habba started arguing after a ruling had been made, the judge is like, just so you know, Ms. Habba, when I make a ruling, that yeah. ends the discussion. It doesn't begin a new argument. Do you understand me? Please sit down. And then Boris Epstein is in the courtroom and he tried to speak. And the judge is like, who are you? Are, are you a member of the yeah. bar here? And he goes, well, I'm a he, member of the bar of New York. And then Judge Kaplan actually, says, sit down, sit down. Yeah. The funniest thing is this is the first time that he he may have sat at the table a handful of times, but he's never been authorized by Donald to speak. I mean, Boris used to, I used to call him Boris the lapdog, and Donald used to laugh about it because all he wanted to do was figure out how to get into Donald's office, just to stand there. I mean, wherever, wherever anybody was that had contact 
with Donald, myself included, he would be in my office. He'd be like, hey, can we go into the boss's office and so on? He has wanted this his since literally the 2015, when he first started getting involved in the campaign. I don't think Boris has any trial experience at all. So what's he going to do? Get up and say, what this really shows you, Ben, is that there are no attorneys left. That Donald Trump has fucked himself yet again. When you have Alina Haba as your lead counsel in a case that will guarantee cost you a bare minimum of $10 million or more, all right, and it's going to affect other cases that are coming down the pipe. If Alina Haba is your lead counsel and Boris is sitting at that table, what happened to the real lawyers? What happened to the to the lawyers who have some form of trial experience, some, you know, some knowledge on the process? You know, they're all gone. And the question, like with Taco Penis, why did Taco Penis quit? Well, one, it's one of two things that I've seen over the years. It's either that his legal strategy, that Donald's legal strategy that he was demanding that they that they use would get them into trouble. And after seeing what's happened to everybody, the only two idiots so far that are out there that don't care is Alina Haba and Boris Epstein, or he just didn't pay the legal fee which is something we have all seen time and time again, and we have all heard about it time and time again. So it's one of the two things. But could you imagine when you are in the position that you are in right now, which is not a good position if you're Donald Trump, and to have Alina Haba as your lead counsel in a case like this, getting reprimanded the first eight seconds that she stands up in court? Not a good day for Donald. Well, let's talk about Joe Takapina leaving. You had called it. I mean, I at did. this point, though, Cohen, it's pretty, it's getting easier to call that anybody who represents Donald Trump is going to get thrown under the bus if they have a modicum of dignity or want to get paid. And I think one of the issues with Takapina, though, is that Donald Trump has been trying to throw him under the bus over and over again and has been blaming Takapina and saying that he got bad advice from Takapina not to testify at the first trial, which was probably great advice if Takapina actually told Donald Trump, don't testify. But, you know, that's when Donald Trump fled to Scotland and he was like holding a shovel and acting like he was building something because he was right. so terrified at you the know, other region. And if, in fact, hypothetically, that Takapina, yeah, with Donald, you always have to play this scenario out on both sides of the coin. So here, Takapina turns around, and I and I give him credit. I really do. In this case, I'm going to give him credit and say that was the right advice to give to Donald, yep. not to testify at the first Eugene uh, Eugene Carroll trial. But let's say hypothetically, he told Donald to testify. We all know Donald is an idiot, and that Donald is one of the worst witnesses that you could possibly imagine. I mean, he fucked himself in a deposition because he didn't know that E. Jean Carroll wasn't Marla Trump or Marla Maples at the time. I mean, 
He's the one who screwed himself up. So if Takapina would have said to him, absolutely, Donald, you want to testify or I think you should testify and things went bad, it's a no-win situation, right? You lose on either way because no doubt if Donald had testified, he would have gotten cremated. The fact that he didn't and the fact that the jury of his own peers turned around and held him accountable, Takapina is once again held responsible. It is a no-win situation. We have a video of one of these speeches Donald Trump recently gave in Iowa where he was attacking Takapina and basically saying that I wanted to testify, I got advice. And, you know, when Donald Trump always starts one of his stories with, he went to me and said, sir, it's beneath you, sir. Don't testify, sir. You know, that's when Donald Trump- A lot Trump of really speaking. smart people have told me that you don't testify in cases like this, right? When he goes accordion hands, that's accordion when you know- Accordion hands and sir. Yeah, there's hands start going. A lot of really smart, intelligent people Lawyers, the top lawyers in the world have told me that this is not a case that you want to testify. Well, you do want to testify. You know that it's a lie. That's just him. Here, let's play this clip of Trump <laughs> calling out Takapina last week. Play this clip. It doesn't look good. You have a jury. If I don't go there, they're there. If you don't go, I sort of felt I should be there. He said, sir, you shouldn't be there. This, is, this trial is bullshit. He used that term. He said, you should not be there, sir. This is beneath you. That's the term he used, beneath so I didn't go there, and they found me not guilty of the one charge, the big charge, but guilty of stuff. I never met this woman. I never saw this woman, except 25 years ago, there's a picture of her and her husband, who was a nice guy. He was a newscaster. He was an African-American, and she called him an ape in her book. And the judge, who's radical left, and a Clinton judge, Radical left said you're not allowed to use that in the trial. So he's bragging right there about sexually abusing E. Jean Carroll, being found liable for that, but not the technical definition of rape, even though the judge made clear that it's the same exact thing. He's blaming Takapina. I think we have that court sketch right here as well, uh, Salty, where uh, Trump was saying that he was going to show back up, but he was never going to actually show up. And so the federal judge said, so is Trump showing up or not showing up? Because I'll give him time if he wants to show up. I'll extend this another day until Monday and he can testify on Monday, even though you're closing out your case. I'll make an exception. He can testify if he wants to. And Takapina stated, I know you understand what I am dealing with, judge. That was one of Takapina's famous statements right there. Hmm. Uh, Takapina uh, filed this declaration in the other E. Jean Carroll case. Remember, he was never going to be the lawyer in this E. Jean Carroll case that's now in trial. He was the lawyer on the other E. Jean Carroll case and the appeal um, that's currently taking place. And here's the declaration of Joe Takapina asking to withdraw from the case. He says, I'm the managing partner at the Takapina law firm. I respectfully submit this declaration in support of my law firm's motion made pursuant to the local rules to withdraw as counsel for Trump 
with such other and further relief as the court deems just and proper. Notably, counsel's withdrawal will not preclude the perfecting of the instant appeal. Indeed, Trump's brief and appendices has already been filed. Accordingly, the Takapina law firm respectfully requests that the court grant its leave to withdraw as counsel, including the lawyer Joe Takapina and all the other uh, lawyers with such other further relief as it deems just and proper. So there were lots of people who were saying, is this going to cause any type of delay in any of the cases. It isn't. He was also a lawyer and asked to withdraw in the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case, but Trump is represented by other criminal defense lawyers there, so it ain't going to cause delay there. It's not causing any delay in the current E. Jean Carroll trial because he was never the lawyer there, and the appeal has already been filed, so there's no reason that that would cause any delay. I just think Takapina wanted out. To your point, Cohen, he may not be getting paid, and Trump just keeps on bashing him over and over again. And I just think Takapina wants to move on with his life. He's see, representing ASAP yeah. Rocky now. Yeah, see, Donald understand. put himself into a box. And there is, as I'm going to go accordion hands for you, Ben. All right. He put himself into a box. And there is no way out of that box. He's already been found guilty the first time of defamation. And the idiot, the idiot that he is, in under 24 hours, says the same shit. And now he's wondering, why is this happening? Why is this all happening to me? What did I do? I don't even know her. And then, of course, he plays a little bit of the race card in there that, you know, she was married to a really great guy, you know, a black journalist. You know, almost it's he had to throw that in as well, as if that makes a fucking difference. It doesn't. Who cares? What does who she said or what she said or her husband or what she put into her book, what does that have to do with your improper actions? The answer is nothing. So Taco Penis is stuck right now. He's got a client who boxed himself in. There is no way out of it. And the only thing that you can do is lose. And instead of Donald, the man who has never, ever, 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 and multiply that by a million times, otherwise we'd run out of time for the show, taking accountability for any of his own actions is now doing what he did to me, a taco penis. If you're watching this, I told you. I told you on television. I told you on this net, Minus Touch Network. I told you on my Maya Culpa podcast. I told you that what Donald Trump did to me, he will do to you and everyone else. He will throw your fat goon ass right under the fucking bus. You were stuck. There was no way out. He's going to be found guilty, and he was going to blame you for it over and over and over because Donald can never accept accountability. He is never at fault. Well, how many months is it? Six months, eight months? Well, you didn't last that long, but you certainly lasted longer than others. So round of applause. Here's what Trump just posted moments ago, again, attacking a judge's law clerk, like Donald Trump gets obsessed with like the law clerk of the judge who, because the law clerk went on to be a successful lawyer, who's now one of the lawyers in the E. Jean Carroll case for uh, E. Jean Carroll working for Roberta Kaplan's law firm. That's how now Trump's going to direct it and attack 
uh, her, I think the, the lawyer's name is Sean Crowley, who gave the opening statement for E. Jean uh, Carroll. This is Donald Trump's uh, statement right here. I should be in New Hampshire campaigning and fighting for our country, and I will be later today. But for now, I had to spend time in a federal courthouse with a Trump-hating radical left judge on a case that is another politically biased witch hunt one day after Iowa and just ahead of the important New Hampshire primary. This is like all in caps now. This hoax, which the bully, he calls the judge a bully, the bully judge chose to have as two trials instead of merging into one is a disgrace and everybody knows it. His former law clerk question mark is on the other side Anyway, I'll be in New Hampshire at 6.30 p.m. A big crowd is waiting. MAGA exclamation, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And again, like this is such just an unhinged statement right here with everything about it being false. I mean, in you addition know, ben, to- You know what else he's doing? He's already projecting because based upon the news, it states that many are saying that Nikki Haley will probably take New Hampshire. So he will now blame the judge for his loss that point. he could not obviously have lost. Look, like I said, my friends, nobody knows this ass clown, this butt lick better than I do. I'm telling you that he is never at fault. He could never lose. If there is a loss, it is somebody else's fault, whether it's Michael Cohen's fault, Alina Haba's fault, Takapina's fault. Uh, what was the name of the guy uh, who brought on the $500 million um, lawsuit against me in Miami? Um, Joe, whatever his name, whatever. Uh, you know, it's never his fault. It's always somebody else's fault. When he loses in New Hampshire, especially to Nikki Haley, he will now go ahead and blame the judge. He will blame the radical left judge and everybody in between for the loss because he could not be in New Hampshire. Well, I mean, forget about the fact that his mother-in-law just died and he needed to delay so that he could, you know, tend to Melania's needs and provide her with sympathy and comfort because that's the kind of guy that he is. Instead, he now has to be here listening to people call him a rapist and a sexual assaulter and not in New Hampshire or, of course, with his wife, taking care of whether it's family business or election business. I mean, it is such a fucking joke. It's such a joke that he gets away with it. Now, very soon, Ben, you and I are going to start talking about this Iowa results and so on because I have a totally different read on the Iowa results. The only one so far that I have heard that mirrors or parrots what I was what I've been saying all along is JT Pritzker uh out of uh Illinois. So we'll I'm sure we'll get to that very soon. And me, oh, your co-host. And, and Bagel Ben. <laughs> Do we have a photo of Bagel Ben? Right? Because Bagel I don't ben, think we save I don't think we save the Bagel Ben photo just hoping that you're oh. uh, we do we, I guess we do. I guess we yeah, do we save are. the <laughs> I guess we do save the Bagel Ben photo. But no, I agree with you because it actually shows to me a great deal of weakness and vulnerability. If Donald Trump's the person who controls the entire Republican Party and he's only getting just above 50% in Iowa. That's your main demo if you're Trump, Iowa, from age, from race, from education, every aspect. Iowa 
if you control, as Donald Trump claims he does, 95% of the Republican Party, he says, is MAGA, you would expect at least Donald Trump to win with 65, 70%. If President Joe Biden in a Democratic state in the primaries got 51% of the vote in a state that was a big Biden state, the whole media would be saying he needs to go. This is a disaster. Oh, woe is us. But with Donald Trump, you see these headlines, Cohen, what a powerful, dominating victory. And I'm like, no, that was not a dominating victory. I think it was 14% or less of the entire Republican eligible yep. voters in the yep. state actually so, voted for Donald Trump. I was, incredibly low voter yep. turnout. I mean, and I incredibly. think Donald Trump is shrinking this Republican Party, where it's just this MAGA and those who aid and abet MAGA. And I think President Biden, Governor Pritzker, Governor Walls, and others are basically saying, look, we welcome in this pro-democracy community mainstream Republicans, independents. If y'all think it is just absolutely deranged and unhinged and disgusting that the leader of this modern day Republican party is someone who is posting 30 times in the morning while a jury's being selected posts that torment the victim of rape that's been adjudicated in another trial. If you think that's abhorrent, so do we, that's yep. not normal behavior. If you think it's problematic, for somebody to say that they want to order SEAL Team 6 to kill political opponents and they should get absolute immunity, if you are enraged by that, come to the pro-democracy community. President Biden is building a coalition and Donald Trump, because of his ego and malignant narcissism, is shrinking the base. And if ben, you don't kiss the ring, you're a rhino. Yep. But Ben, the funniest part. Again, when you put that up, a salty, if you could put that up for a half a second, uh, the, the statistics, ben. no, not that, the statistics uh, on the, uh, there you go. Donald Trump got 56,260 votes. The snot nose, 23,420, and Nikki Haley, 21,085. We're talking about in total approximately 102,000 people. So I was very curious. So I went to the... Uh, to the uh, census department, and I took a look. There are 720,000 and change registered Republicans in Iowa. There's slightly less Democrats in Iowa, and actually there's almost an equal number to Republicans that are registered as independent. So you're talking about close to two and a half million people that are potential voters in the state of Iowa. And 102,000 people came out and vote. So now I'm going to give my buddy Ben over here and myself a slight tap on the, on the shoulder. And I want to, at the same time, through the internet here, I want to pat each and every one of you on the back. We have more people watching this show than came out and voted in this Iowa caucus. Can you imagine that? Ben, we have more people on this show than they have in Iowa that came out to vote. So the fact that the numbers, whether it's 51% went for Trump or 60 or 90, what 
the fuck is the difference? Nobody came out. What it's like one out of nine or one out of fourteen. Um, I forget which was the statistic that I saw on MSNBC came out to vote. It is a, it's a, it's a. It was a caucus that was no enthusiasm at all. Now wait till Joe Biden gets out there and wait till they start running ads. Exactly what Ben just called out. Is it okay that the guy who's going to be representing the Republican Party? wants to rewrite the Constitution? Is it okay that the same guy is proud of himself for the overturning of the Dobbs decision, Roe versus Wade? The fact that there's less Constitution, that your daughters have less rights than your grandmothers? Is it okay that this is a guy that thinks that he could fix the Israeli Hamas um scenario in 24 hours. He could also fix the Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian Russia conflict in 24 hours. He can fix immigration in 24 hours. I mean, everything he could do in 24 hours. Interesting, because he accomplished none of them in four years. But putting all that aside, can you imagine people now getting energized, not for Trump, his base he's got, and they came out and they voted for him, all 56,000 of them in Iowa. That's not going to be enough by a long shot in order to win a, um, a general election. Not by a long shot. And that's my prediction, and I'm standing by it. And Michael Cohen, I don't know about you. Well, I know about you, and I know about the Midas Mighty. I'm hungry for data. Don't play me with the data. Just present the data to me and explain to me how data relates to past elections and other things. Show me the actual data. I don't need legacy media to use words like dominant and strong. I can read the stats and know that it isn't because I can look at the numbers and look at the voter turnout the way we just explained it. And at the same time, there's record low voter turnout in Iowa with Donald Trump barely getting more than 14 percent of like the Republican vote in Iowa. Take a look, though, at the following here when it comes to President Biden. The Biden-Harris campaign had the biggest fundraising month to date with a wave of grassroots donors contributing. Biden's last poll also outpaces the final three months of 2011 for President Obama ahead of his successful re-election. President Biden has raised $97 million in the fourth quarter of last year. He has $117 million cash on hand. That is record-breaking numbers. So when people want to say, well, that's weak, I'm just looking at what the data is reflecting, and that is not weak. So cut the crap and stop pushing your bogus narratives because you want some freaking horse race. Meanwhile, us in the pro-democracy community cannot be complacent. We have to look at the threat 
of what Donald Trump and MAGA means to this country, and we need to respond accordingly. I want to talk about that when we come back from a quick break. And before doing so, though, Michael Cohen, as we are now one of the top live shows on all of YouTube across all categories, I just want to remind everyone right there on the bottom of our YouTube patreon.com slash political beatdown. Now's the time, folks. We don't have outside investors here on Political Beatdown or the Midas Touch Network. We build this through our pro-democracy sponsors and our Patreon. And if you want to have direct messages with Michael Cohen and participate in exclusive Zoom meetups with us or see exclusive podcast after shows, you go to patreon.com slash political beatdown. Cohen, we've got a a lot to discuss. I'm fired up. Let's go to our pro-democracy sponsors for a quick break. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have a family that you want to be able to spend as much time with as possible is so important. We could all benefit from heart healthy energy. One of the best ways to get some by supporting your blood pressure and circulation. Super Beats Heart Chews are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure. They're plant-based and stimulant-free, so you get a green boost without the jitters. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Super Beats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. Super Beats Heart Shoes are incredibly delicious and so much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Super Beat Heart Shoes each morning and it's really kickstarted my morning routine. After taking my Super Beats Heart Shoes, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Super Beats is the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for cardiovascular health support. It's blood pressure support you can trust. Super Beats Heart Shoes supports healthy circulation, so you not only get blood pressure support, you also get productive, heart-healthy energy without the crash. Double your potential with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes and a free full-size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 by going to BeatdownBeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at BeatdownBeats.com, spelled B-E-A-T-D-O-W-N, B-E-E-T-S dot com. Have a great day. Start the new year knowing that you found the right life insurance to protect your family with Policy Genius. Because getting life insurance today means that you'll have peace of mind for the rest of 2024 and beyond. So if something were to happen, God forbid to you, at least your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. Luckily, Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies and their team of licensed experts are on hand to help talk you through it. I mean, look, I have life insurance because I cannot leave it to, for my family to figure out how to deal with stuff like this. All right, Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find the lowest price. So even if you already, like I do, have a life insurance policy through work or through yourself, I mean, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not allow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just, listen to this, at $292 per year for a $1 million coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. 
I mean, they work for you, not for the insurance companies. That means that they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another. So in fact, you can actually trust their guidance. And it's no wonder that they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Save time and money and give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. So go right now and head to policygenius.com forward slash beat or give the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much that you can save. So again, that's policygenius.com forward slash beat. Welcome back. Great ad read, Michael Cohen. I mean, if you like if you like the ad read, hit the blue button. Let me know that you liked it. Otherwise, I'm gonna make Ben do them all. (laughs) No, no, no. The people want you to do the ad reads, Michael Cohen. And you had me, you know, kind of just at that even keel, and then Cohen comes in. Boom! Mm. I like it. A beatdown ad read right there. Cohen, I wanted to show this because even Fox Business had to acknowledge how significant the fundraising operation is of President uh, Biden right now. Here, play this clip, Salty, if we have it, of Fox Business acknowledging it. Play this clip. 97 million in the final three months of the year and ended 2023 with 117 million in cash on hand. Uh, Biden's campaign says December, by the way, was the strongest fundraising month to date. Biden, of course, making defending democracy a centerpiece of his re-election bid. And campaign officials say it has seen a wave of grassroots donors. Nearly one million supporters have made more than 2.3 million contributions. And 97% of all its fourth quarter donations were under $200. In fact, I think the average was like just under 42 bucks. Biden's latest haul, by the way, outpacing the final three uh, months of 2011, uh, for President Barack Obama ahead of his successful re-election the year before. There you have it. I mean, Cohen, that that's real momentum, oh, and yeah. especially from small dollar donors. I wanted to show you this because you referenced it before the break. Uh, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, here he is talking about the results in Iowa along the lines of exactly what you were saying, Michael Cohen, and what I was saying. Bagel Ben, play this clip. <laughs> Almost half of the base of the Republican Party showing up for this caucus tonight voted against Donald Trump. Think about that. I mean, this is the most famous Republican. He's the guy who, you know, basically built the modern Republican Party, the MAGA Republican Party that Democrats are running against. And half the people in that party didn't vote for Donald Trump. So I think that is telling. It tells you the weakness of Donald Trump and also the opportunity for Democrats. Because in the end, look, uh, if the base doesn't turn out for Donald Trump in the general election enthusiastically and Democrats turn out its base, this is all about, you know, independents and independents don't like Donald Trump. So I think we're in a pretty good uh, place tonight to, to, to see what's happening on the Republican side. Uh, if Donald Trump, in fact, is the uh, uh, winner tonight and able to win in New Hampshire and in South Carolina, probably the race is over. 
And this was echoed as well by Governor Walls of Minnesota. Here, let's play this clip if we've got it. Play this clip, Salt. When he tells you he's going to be a dictator, take that for real. When you try to lead an insurrection and call people hostages who attack police officers in the place where so many of us, it's the center of our democracy, um, we have to quit covering this like it's, well, you know, he said, she said. The facts are pretty much in front of our face. The idea here is, is he, he said, I will restrict and ask for a federal abortion ban. Do we want to turn this into Idaho where women are being put at risk and can't even uh, get basic health care? So no, that's not a scare tactic. And I think Joe Biden's doing exactly right. And it would behoove all of the rest of us because I guarantee you, history's going to remember who stood up in this time and who said that. You don't have to necessarily agree with Joe Biden, but he respects the electoral process. He tries to not disenfranchise people. He doesn't propagate the big lie and he's not trying to restrict freedom. So no, this is real. Uh, it's not your team. This is not the NFL playoffs and you wear a jersey of one team or whatever. Donald Trump is a threat to the democracy and there's too many people that are following that. That's why we need to reelect Joe Biden. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Oh, and this is like music to my ears. This is like a Midas touch soundtrack of what we've been saying. (laughs) It sure is. But I will say this when it comes to Tim Walz, I like you agree with him wholeheartedly. And that's where I want to bring in our brigaders. That's why I want to bring in Midas Touch Network, who I want to talk about. And if you, by chance, if you subscribe to the Mea Culpa podcast, smash that blue heart again. It's so important. We are together building the community that Ben and I talk about every single week. It is the single most important thing that we can all do to build this community. Could you imagine... 52,000, 56,000, our community is bigger than that. And and when we're able to now mobilize and ensure that we get to the polls and that we continue to provide with true and accurate information, no innuendo, no lies. Thank you all, by the way. All right. No innuendo, no lies, just pure, raw, unfiltered, uncensored facts. Republicans don't want the facts. Democrats, for whatever the reason might be, they're not doing a great job in putting the information out there. You know who is? We are. Lincoln Project, right? Legal AF. We're all doing whatever it is that we can do to enhance the microphone that's out there so that we can ensure that all of our communities, and we will all attach to one another come November, so that this isn't even going to be a close election. Yeah, he'll have his Republican maggots. But with our with our work, with building the community the way that we're trying to so desperately and succeeding and succeeding, there is no doubt that we will alter the outcome of this election. And we will ensure that the Biden-Harris um, ticket wins by a landslide. I have no doubt, zero doubt, that the pro-democracy community represents the silent majority in the United States of America. One of the issues which Governor Walls addressed there is the media keeps treating this like it's some football game or basketball game or just two teams playing against each other with different jerseys. And Governor Walls is basically saying, stop doing it. Like, look what I'm doing in Minnesota. Whenever you hear a Governor Walls announcement, it's never taking away people's freedoms. It's always like, 
How do we support people? How do we encourage people to do things? How do we build things together? How do we improve education? How do we make healthcare more affordable? How do we get people better jobs here in the state? Those are the types of announcements you hear from Governor Walls. Whenever you hear an announcement from a Republican governor, it's what can we take away? And they spike the football, kind of using that same imagery right there. These MAGA Republican governors spike the football when they take away people's freedoms. When they punch down and try to harm marginalized groups. But to your point, Cohen, what you need is a platform to discuss what the silent majority knows and what we're all sick and tired about being gaslighted. We all are sick and tired of turning on a cable news network where they use this language about Donald Trump, powerful, dominant strong. And then they talk about President Biden, find some way to criticize them when objectively the data is reflective of President Biden doing quite well right now without really even campaigning hard, just pacing himself, doing what you should be doing right now. You don't want to come out too hard right away. You want to build the momentum so you finish strong, not take away all your momentum at the outset. And wow, do they have good surrogates for the pro-democracy community right there, all on message, discipline, people at the top of their game, message, 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 message. Now compare that to what Donald Trump's been saying. And this is Donald Trump's message uh, ahead of that Iowa caucus. And one of them, he goes, the Republican Party's now 95% MAGA, he says. And if you're not MAGA, you're a rhino. Play this clip and left-wing globalist Wall Street, millionaires and billionaires who crave to destroy the MAGA movement. People are not happy with MAGA because MAGA's taking over. MAGA's, you know, when they, you, you hear the fake news when they say, well, MAGA represents, MAGA represents 44% of the Republican, no, no, MAGA represents 95% of the Republican Party. Whenever you hear this stuff, And it's a death cult, and Donald Trump confirms that, because here's what Donald Trump said to people who were sick in Iowa, what they should do. He says they should die for him. Play this clip. Got to get out. You can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, I'm going to make it. Even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. Could you imagine this? I mean, that's some real, that's some real Jim Jones shit going on there. Even if you die, as long as you cast your vote for me, once again, it goes to the authoritarian ideology that exists in between that space, between Donald's ears, you know, that empty void. He doesn't give a shit about anyone or anything. You should die to ensure that he gets back to the White House because it is the only way that he doesn't end up in prison. So you should die so he doesn't go to prison or be held accountable for the actions that he has taken that he is now being, again, held responsible for. I mean, it is truly, it's truly amazing. But I want to say one last thing here about that, Ben. You know, so many people are out there right now and they're all touting, um, you know, this is what Democrats have to do. You know, this is what we should be doing. Ben and I are out there with you, the brigade, doing exactly what so many others are whining and complaining that needs to be done. We're out there speaking with a loud microphone, with a megaphone to ensure 
What's one of the things we talk about every single time? Making sure that you are fully registered to vote, making sure that people around you, family, friends, coworkers are all registered to vote and setting up a plan in advance on who's going to drive. How many people are we going to go? How many other cars are going to be joining our caravan to the polls so that we could cast our democratic vote to ensure that democracy continues? Because I swear it and I know it and I feel it. This election is hands down the single most important election probably in the last two centuries. I mean, it's really it's really incredible the fact that people are talking about losing democracy in America. That's really something. And there's no way in the world that we as a community, this political beatdown brigade, Midas Touch Network, Maya Culpa, Ben, myself, his brothers, there's no way that we're going to allow that to happen. No chance, no how. I mean, you have Donald Trump's. I got my I got my fucking gloves. It ain't happening. Donald Trump's former top people, Mark Esper, former Secretary of Defense under Trump, says Donald Trump poses an existential threat to our national security and our democracy. Could you imagine if a Secretary of Defense for Obama or for President Biden said that about President Biden? This was the person who was running the Defense Department is saying that about Donald Trump. Then you have Ty Cobb, Donald Trump's former top White House lawyer, saying that Donald Trump poses an existential threat to the survival of our Constitution. Trump's top White House lawyer saying that. You have Chris Christie out there saying, I know this man for 22 years. Nobody probably knows him closer than I do. I mean, Chris Christie, the governor, yeah, other than Michael Cohen, that's that's true. And and he's saying, look, you need to be clear. I need to be clear. Trump poses an existential threat to this country. For him, it's all about me, 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 me. And he's going to destroy the United States of America. Then when Donald Trump finally does talk about like what he considers to be like a policy, like a like a thing that he wants to do, right? Like after just whining about his court cases, going on this loser tour and whining about this, and then attacking judges and law clerks, when it finally gets to like, okay, so what is your policy? Like, what is it that you're going to do? I mean, there are people there, right? Politics and the government should be about doing something. He says things about like building iron domes. Like, what are you even talking about here? Play this clip. And that very soon, one of the things we're going to do on one of my platforms that people don't pick up as much as they should, though, but we're going to build an iron dome over our country because we want to protect ourselves. We're giving other countries, we give iron domes to other countries, but we don't do it. It'll all be made in the USA, you know. We're going to build an iron dome over the country. Okay, can we just break that down for a quick second? First and foremost, the technology for the Iron Dome is Israeli. All right, yes, it is a joint scientific um, deal between the United States and Israel. So he doesn't even understand 
the, the technology. He doesn't understand that the laser-guided system of the Iron Dome is Israeli technology. No, no, it's okay. It's all going to be America. America, you can't make somebody else's product. It's intellectual property, you fucking moron. There's no other way to describe you. And to those maggots out there, the fucking maggots that sit there and applaud this jerk off as he says more and more stupid shit, things that are absolutely inaccurate, things that are proven inaccurate. And if any of these fucking maggots, these fucking maggot morons would read, if they would spend three seconds reading instead of trying to obtain their information solely from Newsmax, OAN, or, or Fox News, they would understand that 90% of the shit that comes out of Donald's mouth is a lie. And so to you maggots, today you all receive the two-finger salute. Fuck you for encouraging this stupid asshole to keep lying, to saying the dumbest shit that they possibly can, and applauding him for it. Applauding him. What the fuck is wrong with you people? You know, the voters in Iowa, when they took these entry polls or exit polls, the most significant issue they said facing the country, mind you, this is in Iowa, for them is not the economy. It was immigration, they said, in Iowa was the most important issue for them in Iowa because they get their news from Fox. Arguably, Iowa would potentially be a big beneficiary if there was a comprehensive immigration reform to help deal with farms and and it would actually be helpful to Iowa. Yet the people there are so brainwashed by Fox, the Republican voters or the 14% of Republicans who showed up that to them, the biggest issue for them in Iowa is immigration. Just so you know, one of the things that they also um, say, 63% of those voters say that they would believe that Donald Trump is fit to be president if he was convicted of like felonies and, and you know, he's still fit to be president for that. 60% of those Republican voters support a nationwide ban on abortion, taking away women's reproductive rights. So that just goes and tells you who that base is. By the way, I think it is noteworthy as well that still from that base, 32% would not vote for Donald Trump if he was convicted, even from that hardcore group of people right there. And this was interesting as well. Nearly seven in 10 Nikki Haley voters say that they would never back Trump if he was the nominee. And so that's an interesting uh, data point there. But will they come out and vote? That's the whole thing. Or do they stay home? Maybe they won't vote for a Democrat, but they won't vote for Trump if he's the nominee. Helpful? I don't know. You know, that's the that's the issue. And that's the people that I think we all have to reach and we have to try to explain to them. You know, they need to protect democracy the same way that we are. We've talked about it a lot on this show and other shows on the Midas Touch Network. I just think fundamentally the paradigm right now of just what the political landscape is, is just not being reflected in the language about how most media talks about things. They're still using traditional labels. There's liberals and progressives on one side, and they're Democrats, and then you have conservatives on the other side who are Republicans. That's just simply not what it is today. I believe you've got MAGA. You've got Trump who's remade the Republican yep. Party to be MAGA. And then you have mainstream Republicans 
independents, people who are actually conservative. You've got independents, people not affiliated with political parties. You've got Democrats. You've got liberals, right? You've got everyone from like Liz Cheney to AOC who are all uniting and saying, you can't let Donald Trump go back in office. And that is a pro-democracy coalition right there where, yes, we have strong disagreements on policies and that's okay. But fundamentally, we need to preserve, protect, and defend our Constitution. We hate being lied to. We know that Donald Trump is a grifter, cult leader. We know the danger he poses. And we're going to call that out and unite to actually save our country in this very important election. And I just want to show you this last clip. This is somebody who was introducing Donald Trump at that speech. And this is what MAGA is bragging about. This is what they're talking about as the major accomplishments of Donald Trump here. Play this clip, Salty. And when those people talk to you about these tweets, as an employer myself, I look at job performance. We wouldn't even be having the conversation in regards to pro-life and, and, and banning abortions in this country. We wouldn't have this because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a person that put those people in the uh, judgeships throughout the United States, but most importantly in the Supreme Court. It is someone that I truly believe. They are bragging about taking you away imagine? your freedoms. They are bragging about taking away your rights. They are bragging about setting our country back 60, 70 years. And as yesterday was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day also, I think about this impactful legislation passed on a bipartisan basis, the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act, all of the various you know accompanying pieces of legislation that Congress came together and supported. And I think right now, as MAGA Republicans tried to, whether it's CRT or DEI or whatever, they are, or too woke, they've brought us back 70, 80, 100 years they brought us back based on their conduct. And I just think in all of these referendums we've seen across the country where Democratic issues have been on the ballot and it's been up or down vote, the democratic position, which is about protecting people's freedoms, have been what has prevailed. And I just think President Biden's playing this smart. Make this a referendum about who we are as Americans. Do we support our democracy or do we support Trumpism and MAGA? It's a simple choice like that. Cohen, I'll give you the final word. Yeah, look, like, like Ben was saying, please, if you have the ability to, our Patreon account, it's the way that we keep this thing going, and we are growing. As Ben was saying before, right now, I think we are um, either the first, the second, or the third top live um, podcast uh, on YouTube in the world. I mean, it's we are creating the community that we talk about all the time. We are growing every single week. Do we need to grow better? Do we need to grow more? Uh, the answer is, of course, always yes. Um, why? Because we don't have a lot of time. I know it sounds hyperbolic, but we don't. We don't have a lot of time. So please make sure that you subscribe uh, to not just Political Beatdown, but to all the Midas Touch Network properties. That includes my Maya Culpa podcast. You know, it's so, there you go. It's with the blue banner, with the blue background. It's so important because... In each and every one of the episodes, you will hear new information from other people who 
most probably agree with the bulk of what we're saying, but there's disagreements too. And that's the whole point of democracy, that you can disagree. I don't agree with everything that Joe Biden says. I don't. However, I'll tell you what I do agree with. He wants to keep the Constitution intact. He wants to reverse, if he could, the decision, the Roe versus Wade decision. He wants to ensure gun safety regulations are passed. I mean, the things that are relative that are important to me, women's reproductive rights, I mean, the things, health care, there are things that are important to me. Not only those things, but they're important to me. And the most important thing is his love for this country over himself, as opposed of Donald, as opposed to Donald Trump, who loves himself over this country. So remember that. Patreon.com slash political beatdown, folks. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash political beatdown. We don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network. So one way to help build this network and continue this network to grow is through patreon.com slash political beatdown. We're going to do uh, one of our exclusive after shows as soon as we get off here. And then we will be soon announcing when our next live Zoom meeting is. So if you ever wanted to meet Michael Cohen and ask him questions, that's one of the perks of patreon.com slash political beatdown. And look, we're just trying to find fun ways to keep building this network without taking outside investors. And this is one of the fun ways to do that. We don't mean to like try to create paywalls with the Patreon. We're just trying to find fun ways to build it. So it's patreon.com slash political beatdown. Also just spread the word. Tell people about the Midas Touch Network. Tell people about the Maya Culpa podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to Political Beatdown, not just here on the Midas Touch Network, but on audio. Search Political Beatdown, hit subscribe. That helps us with the algorithm there. Make sure you're subscribed to all the Midas Touch podcast shows by searching that as well, wherever audio podcasts are available. Also, we've got store.midastouch.com for some great pro-democracy gear. Special thanks to our pro-democracy sponsors. The description codes are below. My dogs are saying, Ben, time to wrap this up. So Michael Cohen, after show it is. See you later, everybody. And shout out to the Midas Mighty.